This is the Be The Boss Podcast, Episode 4. Welcome to the Be The Boss Social Media Podcast, helping you turn your passion for social media into profit. And now for your host, Megan Pruitt. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me. On today's podcast, we are going to be talking about one of my absolute favorite experts. His name is Gary Vaynerchuk, and if you haven't heard of him, you need to Google him right now. Actually, better yet, YouTube him, watch his videos, because he's an incredible public speaker, and I honestly think he is a genius. So, One of the largest responsibilities I feel like we have as social media managers is to align our clients' philosophies with our kind of thought process to set ourselves up so we know we can be successful. And what I mean by this is as social media managers, we know that it's just not about the number of likes. It's not always just about a click-through rate. There is fundamental business philosophy that has to be implemented for us to be successful as social media managers. So there's criteria that I kind of mentally have taken note for when I'm trying to sign clients where I know if I'm going to be wasting my time or not. And first, that's budget. I won't take a client for social media services that pays under $2,000 a month because if, if they don't have that kind of budget, then they can't make the investment with me to really understand the true value of what I'm doing. And I promise you they will not be a long-term client. So that's criteria number you know one. My second criteria and philosophy about going after social media business and every fundamental you know, principle that I operate my my social media philosophy under has come from Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary V, I'm going to call him that. And it's really just about this idea of bringing business back to basics. So before, you know, social media was invented, if you were a small restaurant or in his case, his parents' liquor store and social media didn't exist, you had to remember customers' names. You know, you had to have a personal touch. You had to give a shit literally about your customers. And and it, the same is in social media because social media is so transparent. If customers are flocking to your Facebook page and you're not answering, you're not going to survive in business. And that's just a harsh reality. So before I get too deep into, you know, kind of like Gary's ideas and everything, um, I want to give you a little bit of a background on him. So he has a really foul mouth. This is the first thing you're going to see if you go on and YouTube him. He's really abrasive, but you know what? It feels raw and it feels real and it's just like you're cutting it up with one of your friends and he doesn't filter himself. I've actually only heard one video. He was on Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Incomes podcast. I watched, I listened to the podcast and that's the only time I've never heard him cuss. And Pat Flynn was saying, you know, I actually kind of appreciate it because he has a teen-driven audience. But I I enjoy his delivery style. It's just, I can connect with it. So in honor of Gary Vee, you might hear some cussing in this podcast. Um, He has a really neat story. So here's kind of like his canned introduction story, and then I'm going to give you my own version of it. So he came to America when he was three, and he took over his father's liquor store and grew the business from $3 million to $50 million a year. Um, so he came from really super humble beginnings and then built his business and continued his 
parents' legacy. Um, he had he he kind of touts this as a success, and I can't even imagine for um, his parents' liquors business. He eventually developed that into a website called Wine Library. And he says that he had an 89% open rate on his email campaigns. And now, you know, you're lucky if you get, like, you know, in the double digits for open rates. But it's just incredible and a testament to him understanding and being an incredible marketer. But more importantly, he understands human behavior and just takes it back to basics. So then in 2009, he founded VaynerMedia with his brother. It's a social media agency, and he's literally just, like, crushing it. I don't know if he sleeps. I don't know if he eats. It just seems like he just is, like, this machine. Uh, he has uh, some New York Times best-selling books. Um, he, honestly, it's I've read all three of them. It's totally worth the read. One is called Crush It. The other is called The Thank You Economy. Uh, his most recent book is called Jab, 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 Right Hook. I've enjoyed all of them. And if I have a client who's like totally into social media or friends that are starting up a new business, I always reference him as an inspiration point and just think anybody can connect with them. Um, you know, from a social media perspective, you'll absolutely connect because that's in his wheelhouse. But there are takeaways that... Um, my legal clients have learned from um, one of my friends who left corporate America to start her own real estate business. She's connected with some of his principles. And um, these books, you know, are a must read if you're a social media manager or if you have a business savvy kind of passion. So, you know, that's kind of like his bio. But really what intrigues me about Gary is that he understands and analyzes things for the future. So he always tries to, number one, stay ahead of the curve. That's that's what this game of social media is all about since it's changing so often. He's not looking for what's happening right now. He is kind of this Jedi master of mastering what's to come. Um, he has this very fundamental understanding that you have to tell a story and that story has to come in micro moments. And this couldn't be any more true. Uh, you know, as social media managers, we know that shorter posts have higher engagement rates. You know, if you are monitoring your metrics on YouTube, you'll see the dropout rates if the video is too long. You know, he is the master at storytelling in these micro moments. And then one of his favorite ideas that's in the thank you economy that I have taken away is this idea called shock and awe. And I've implemented it for so many of my clients. And I'd kind of like you to hear a little bit more about it straight from Gary V. I'm going to pull an audio clip. Um, so you can just kind of get a better feel for why I connect so well with him. Next speaker is Gary Vaynerchuk, who's going to close module two. Gary has a singular mission, and that is to be the owner of the New York Jets football franchise, and has decided that the best uh, way to get there is to start a social media empire. Has over 900,000 followers. You may know him as Gary V, the wine guy. Gary. 
Hey, everybody. Uh, how's everybody doing? Awesome? Meh? Um, so 100,000 people a day watch my wine show, Wine Library TV, and it's 38 minutes on average of me sitting at a table and drinking three wines, which is about as uninteresting of a concept as I can think of, especially since I spend at least 15 minutes talking about the New York Jets. And I, and I always wonder why. Why would so many people listen? Of course the content is good. I know a shitload about wine. And clearly I'm shockingly handsome, so I understand that works for me. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think where we're going is something I call the thank you economy. You see Crush It up there, that was a book I wrote that did extremely well, um, and I spent zero dollars on traditional marketing to make it one of the bigger selling books uh, of last year. And I did it by using the thank you economy, and that's what I wanna talk to you about. Usually I have an hour, so eight minutes or nine minutes is tough, so I'm gonna spit it out rapid fire. I believe firmly, and especially in the luxury category where a lot of you guys live, that we are living through the humanization of business. The reason that so many people watch my show, buy my books, why I am one of the top 300 followed people on Twitter and by far the least famous or brand recognized is because I outcared everybody. See, everybody in this room and everybody in this world right now is thinking about what they're gonna say, what's the content calendar, what's our personality, what is our voice? And the problem is, is that we're massively stuck in talking too much. What we have an amazing ability to do today and never did before is actually listen. In, in 2007, I spent 13 hours a day while I was running a $60 million a year wine business, so this became my real job, not what was distracting me, 13 hours a day using a site called Samize.com. Samize was bought by Twitter a couple years ago and is now the back end of what search.twitter.com is. It is firmly my belief that one of the most powerful, important sites on the internet today is search.twitter. See, the reason so many people, how many people here think Twitter is stupid? Raise your hand, be honest. Not bad. How many people just don't get it, what the fascination with Twitter is? The fact of the matter is, the reason so many people don't, why hands go up like that, is because everybody wants to know what to say. What am I supposed to say? Twitter's so stupid, why would, who cares if I'm eating a pizza or walking my dog? Nobody, but where Twitter gets powerful and where the opportunity in this new world where we have so much data is, is we can listen. I spent 13 hours a day searching Chardonnay, Merlot, Pinot Grigio, Bordeaux, Chinon, Pinot Gris, and actually cared enough to answer and not say, hey, go to winelibrary.com and buy it, or hey, watch this video I just did on Syrah. I just said, here's your answer, this is what you need, and it started building context of an actual relationship. See, what's really interesting to me is I firmly believe going forward that our grandparents are more suited to be successful and social than we are, because we're going back to small town rules. Marketing is about to get really fucking hard. It's about to get really one-on-one, -on -one. and I think that's a very important thing that people need to understand it's no longer super easy to just stack it high and let it fly. You can't just pound down the message. When you hear things like Eric Schmidt from Google say, more content is created now in 48 hours than was from the beginning of time until 2003, it starts putting things in perspective. Beginning of time to 2003, every 48 hours, same amount. There is an obscene amount of stuff being thrown at us 
And the things that are gonna filter through are not always going to be the things that are most creative. I sit in green rooms like this and in conferences. I start a consulting company. We have clients like you know, Campbell's and PepsiCo, the National Hockey League, and everybody's trying to figure out how to make it happen. How are we gonna do it, right? We're, we all think we're so damn smart. We're gonna market it and figure it out. The reality is is the consumer's bullshit radar is so much better than anybody in this room or in this game realizes. And now that we can actually hear from them and see it, we're starting to understand that. To me, what I'm passionate and fascinated about is how in the world would you allow this scenario to happen? You're sitting at a coffee shop and the person sitting right next to you, let's say New York style, they're damn close, and they're talking about your brand. Are you gonna say thank you or interject, maybe, you know, especially if they're saying, let's say, something positive instead of something negative? You may actually say, oh, cool, thanks so much for liking vitamin water. I work for vitamin water, blah, blah, blah. The fact of the matter is, that's happening online thousands, if not millions of times a day around brands, and we stay silent. I'm shocked that brands in 2011 are going to put themselves in a position where they're not gonna thank people for saying the nice things they say publicly to their entire social graph. I'm blown away that we don't recognize that what we need to do now is take advantage of this insane phenomenon, which is this. Six years ago, if I'm sitting and watching a Jets game with my buddy and I drink a Bud Light and say, you know what, this Bud Light lime really sucks, I'm never ordering this again. Two minutes later, my doorbell rings. I come and open. Hey, I'm John from Bud Light. We're really sorry you don't like the lime flavored flavor, but you know, please try our Bud Light Extreme. Two things would happen. One, I would punch him in his face. <laughs> Two, I would move. We would never understand why we could have a relationship with a brand. That would be spooky, creepy, and it still is for many, but if you're not paying attention to the fact that we have now conditioned ourselves as humans to actually have relationships with logos, you're missing out on something that is really emerging and is extremely powerful. And now it's gonna come down to do businesses have the ability to be human. Do we strategize for sales or do we actually give a fuck? And the reality is, I firmly believe that most people just wanna sell shit. And I'm really curious what happens when people understand that the battleground will be caring because in a world where word of mouth is going to dominate, it's gonna get real interesting. In a world where 10 years ago, the biggest yenta on the Upper East Side has a negative or positive experience, she can only do so much damage in telling her social graph. Now the most awkward, weird introvert that lives in Iowa, that lives in his mom's basement, can tell more people. And that starts impacting our business. And what I'm really curious about is, do people recognize how much of an eyeball shift and engagement shift has happened? What I'm curious about is in 2011, are you just gonna buy a TV ad and run billboards and not extend the story into social? The ability to play ping pong with traditional and social is here. To not extend the story and collect the data is just a massive miss. And, and I think it's really funny, I think people are obsessed that you know, old media's dead or you know, a lot of people in my space for sure trounce on you know, magazines or, or, or commercials or radio. To me, super viable still and more importantly, the creative within them is dead. We're not creating scenarios to allow us to extend the story, to collect the data. When Reebok Hockey runs a commercial during the Winter Classic, and then they say, if you wanna see the rest of this video, go to our Facebook page, and they pick up 70,000 fans in 30 seconds, they now have the data of those 70,000 people forever. 
And gonna leave you with one last thought because I had to go helter-skelter here. Please promise me one thing, if nothing else, please have a very, very substantial strategy for mobile in 2011. Anybody who doesn't recognize the power of mobile is really going to be hurt. The consumption numbers are scary. I'm sure you all saw what happened with Facebook, places and deals. Um, that is, has just enormous implications. We are living through the biggest, not one of the biggest, we are living through the biggest culture shift in the way we interact with each other and consume media. And my opinion, because the internet is only 15 years old, We've, it's only been 15 years since AOL spammed your actual mailbox and sent you a CD. This is a few seconds. I mean, the internet hasn't had sex yet and it's dominating. My belief is because the internet is so young and we think so fast that we are grossly underestimating how early this is and how large the impact is. And until your businesses become humans and have relationships create true context with users and extend those for the marathon instead of the quarterly report sprint, it's gonna be difficult to succeed going forward. I love everybody, bye-bye. Oh, oh, by the way, I know we have lunch and make sure you pay attention to Greg Chauve. The Pinot Noir I selected is gonna blow your fucking face off. So I hope you all kind of enjoy that as much as I do. He gets me just like so excited. I like can't listen to him and not take notes or get some sort of idea. As I'm listening to this, I've already listened to it about three times before I decided to put this on the podcast episode. I'm texting my friend. I'm like, hey, big business idea just popped into my head. Call me when you get a chance. So let's just kind of like digest just this eight-minute clip. Like he said, he usually has you know, an hour to get across his ideas. And honestly, I, what I wouldn't do just to have dinner with Gary V. Uh, I really can't stress enough when he said that he outcared everyone and that we're all talking too, mu- uh, too much. So let's just talk a moment about how is social media managers do you listen? And ask yourself honestly to assign a percentage of how much you're putting out to put back in in terms of listening. And you know what? This is an area where I can even do a better job. It's not, you know, it's so easy just to say, oh, we need to get this marketing message and this sale and, oh, download this ebook. And it's like, well, wait a second. Let's listen. That is the beauty of social media, like Gary Vee says. How are we listening to our potential brand ambassadors and how can your clients add value to your target market. So I'll give you kind of a great example of this. My very first client, he's a traffic ticket attorney, Unger and Coet. Uh, he operates out of South Florida and he is somebody who actually, as Gary would like to say, gives a shit. He gives a shit about social media. He gives a shit about not being corny, about having, you know, good marketing practices. He's got competition that, this is no joke, goes on TV and is holding a monkey to try and win your business to fight your traffic tickets. It's like disgusting. He has somebody that had ripped off every one of his blog posts before. Like, it's just like a sleazy industry. There's no other way to put this. But Barry Coat is one of those guys where, honestly, he gives a shit about what he does. And in his marketing strategy and how he stayed afloat is that he will add value at any chance he gets. 
and he has hired me to listen. So here's how he's adding value, just one small example. He created an ebook where he will literally tell you how to fight a traffic ticket in court. And he'll give away all of his secrets. He'll just hand over the keys and just say, if you want to do it, you know, and you want to go ahead and fight it on your own and you don't want to hire me, here's what you need. Here are the tips. Don't forget, you know, these key factors. This is what you're looking at if you don't fight it successfully. And he just gives this like ebook of value. And we have incredible rates when he goes ahead and we promote these ebooks from somebody that signs up to receive the ebook to then purchase and hire him. It's just like incredible conversion rates. And I guarantee you, none of his competition is doing this. So he gives you the info to build that trusting relationship. And then you have your aha moment. You realize that he's the expert and you go, you know what? I can trust this guy. He's told me what he's going to do. He'll allow me to go do it on my own if I want to, but I'm going to hire him. And it's like this beautiful moment. Um, Another example of not how he... um, kind of gives value, but this is more about shock and awe, which if you read uh, The Thank You Economy, Gary Vee will go into this in detail. So we had this girl that would just retweet us, favorite everything, interact with us on a daily basis, retweet all of our blogs, like you couldn't ask for anything better. And you know, Barry and I both believed in the power of Gary V, and so we started monitoring her tweets and just wanted to, like, find out more about this girl. So we found out she was kind of obsessed with the TV show Castle, like, literally, like, she had a passion for Castle. And so we used just a small budget. I went and we bought her a Castle mug and a pen and, I think, a T-shirt, and I asked her for her address, and we sent it to her, and we're just like wrote a thank you note, a handwritten thank you note, you know, thank you for sharing our word on Twitter and, you know, being fantastic. And, you know, this wasn't going to guarantee that she was going to hire, you know, Barry again to fight her traffic ticket. And that's not even what it was about. We were just saying thank you. It was as simple as that. So if you have never done anything like that with your clients, I would just encourage you you know who your, your, your kind of like famous social media followers are, who you can just count on, who are there interacting with you. I want you just to monitor them and think, how could I just say thank you? And then you know what happened from this girl? She's referred more business than we could have ever imagined. And she's continued over the years. And she doesn't even live in South Florida anymore to be our brand ambassador. I have another example. This is of my girlfriend who left a super successful sales job at a major hotel chain to kind of go out on a limb and become a real estate agent. And I can remember her sitting with me and saying, you know, like, do I leave the security of this like job? And I just said, you know what, you have to go for it. She has two small children. It was a huge risk for her because she was making great money. And I said, you know, go, do it, separate yourself. And I introduced her to Gary Vaynerchuk. And something that I think is so genius that she does is whenever she closes, she brings her clients a present. And it's just her way of, you know, thanking them for her business. Because Tara is someone that is successful because she so genuinely cares. 
And if you're listening to this podcast and you need a real estate agent in Central Florida, www.taramorerealestate.com is your girl. She's been named one of the top 30 under 30 of real estate agents, and she's only in her second year of business, and she's doing so well. So she brings this gift to closing, and it's from the heart, and it's packaged in a nice blue box. If you don't know what the blue box is, it's a gift from Tiffany's. And she is in this moment of pure joy where she gets to hand the keys to a new home to somebody that's been working so hard to go on this journey with her of home ownership. It is not about the sale. It's not about the transaction to her. She literally cares so much about giving people a home. And she takes a picture at closing, and then her potential and you know future clients will get to see this moment. And, and she posted on Facebook, and people love to celebrate with brands. That's like something that's so fundamental, that people really want to see businesses and individuals succeed. And Tara has become one of the experts at this. So, you know, it kind of then I want to transition to the idea that Gary said so well, that grandparents are more well equipped to handle social media than us. And I have to say, I kind of think this is true. And I had a wonderful grandmother that I had the privilege of, you know, living two blocks away from the entire time that I graduated. And my grandfather was literally the American dream, came from Sicily and kind of started this uh, real estate investment trust company and did so well for himself and his family. And I like to think, you know, what would, what would my grandparents do on my father's side? My great grandfather started an office supply company where I've been told the story many times. They didn't have enough money to stock the shelves. So they would have empty pen and pencil boxes as inventory just to make it look like they had something. And back then you had to care about your customers and make it so personal. And now all of us have that opportunity as social media managers on a global scale to show that we care. It's as simple as that. So, you know, as a social media manager, do you just want to sell shit? Like Gary said, you know, we just, people just want to sell shit. You have to care to be successful. How do you amplify your word of mouth by showing that you care? It's so simple. I just had somebody, I'm developing a course for social media managers. And she said like, holy shit, I lost my job. Like, and of course I give her free access to, you know, the course that I'm developing. It's nowhere near done because I care. Like I'm heartbroken for her. She's somebody that had found me early from the onset is, you know, she retweets everything. She interacts with me on a daily basis. And I just said, you know, don't worry about it. Here's access into my course. And I want to work with her and I want to mentor her. And it's about something bigger than making money. I want to see this person succeed. So one of my final closing thoughts, and I've said this so many times, that it is our job to stay ahead of the curve and stay passionately in tune with any trends. Is This clip that I played for you of Gary V was from you know years and years ago, and I loved how at the end of the audio clip, he says, pay attention to mobile. In 2011, it's going to be a big deal. And this couldn't be any more true with the, you know, announcement of YouTube, of Google saying 
we're going to penalize you if your website's not mobily optimized. So if you take nothing else from this, it is worth it just to start following Gary Vaynerchuk to challenge yourself. You know, I found in social media that a lot of clients don't have any idea what the hell I'm doing, and I can get away with murder if I wanted to. But I like to stay honest and true, and Gary V has this way of making me feel accountable. And, um, you know, just YouTube, read his books, follow him. He does some really cool video series, and he's just evolved so much. Um, in providing value to business owners. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope you become, you know, as passionately in tune with Gary Vee as I am. And if nothing else, just challenge yourself to become a better social media manager. And thank you so much for listening.